When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Russian Doll Season 1, Episodes 3 and 4 are over, but here on the Russian Doll Podcast, we're just getting started. Here on the Russian Doll Podcast, we're just getting started. Here on the Russian Doll Podcast, we're just getting started. I'm so sorry. Um, I apologize. Uh, That was weird. Uh, Yes, but luckily I'm not here alone. I am here with my sweet birthday babies, Grace and Marissa. Marissa, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I could go for a birthday chicken again, as usual. This is not the same podcast as it was the last time you listened, in case you're wondering. I think it is. Grace, what's going on with you? Any chicken for you? No, I'm in a bit of a, a dilemma. Uh, the person who cut my hair yesterday is going to die tomorrow. So, <laughs> what, what do you do when you're in yesterday? How do you figure that out? Yeah. It's all very confusing. Uh, But yes, we are here to hopefully make it a little less confusing uh, while probably making it more confusing for ourselves. We are here to talk about episodes three and four of season one. We are doing the entire Russian doll rundown, as the kids are calling it. Uh, We have episode uh, one and two or the the podcast episode covering episodes one and two of season one up already. And uh, we will be continuing to bother you, knock on your bathroom door every day through the premiere of season two uh, and obviously through covering all of season two. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm not quite as tired as I think I will be later on, but, you know, it's it's going to be fine. We're going to get through this this one long, long day together. That's right. 
so yeah, it's I loved I love these episodes. I feel like I don't I don't like saying this term, but sometimes it's the only way to say it. We're really cooking with gas here. That's what it <laughs> wow. feels like. Wow. Uh I, I think that these two episodes, I mean, we're just doing them two episodes at a time, but this is kind of like a fun little arc that we got where like uh we kind of got the reveal at the end of episode two that like something weird is is happening, the flowers are decaying, uh, a little bit of a, a cliffhanger of sorts. And so then we jump back into it, and then by the end of the third episode, we've met Alan, and then we get the Alan episode. So that this was like a fun pair of episodes to be watching and will be fun to cover. Yeah, we also learn a lot more about uh, Nadia, too, and her relationship with John, which I thought was interesting. So, like, I remember the first time I was watching it, I was like, okay, I'm learning more about Nadia. And then it was like, well, bam, here's Alan. Like, it was, it just kept going. It just kept wanting me to continue to watch. Yeah, that's what, that's what this show does. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think we definitely lucked out because had the reveal come of the Alan, and then we can't talk about Alan right away. So it's, it, to y'all's point, it felt it felt super appropriate, almost like we had planned it that way. But we know <laughs> privately that we did not. Uh, uh, it was funny because last <laughs> the last at the when we finished recording the last one, we were like, "Should we have talked about Alan? Should we have?" And so it's kind of perfect that like yeah, we get these extra episodes. Like, oh no, we could just absolutely talk about Alan now. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about him. I mean, we did see him to that point. I I called him out by name on the previous episode because we saw him. I believe it was in the first episode, not the second episode. We see him uh, twice, I, I think, because we mm-hmm. see him in the like bodega convenience store and at the mm-hmm. deli, and then um, we do see him like being carried by the. Uh, the guy who works at that store uh, out of a bar, but then she immediately falls into a pit and dies. Yes. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun, a fun little tidbit. Obviously, you know, tried to call him out because he was important without giving away the magnitude of what he would represent. Uh, and even here, I thought it was such a great, I mean, we're, we're about to get into, you know, our full uh, plot analysis and spoilers, but just the way he's introduced, I think is so, well, or the way rather specifically that Nadia is introduced mm-hmm. to him is so cool and so appropriate because they're both, by this point, they have both been doing it for a while, which we gather based on their conversation. Uh, and they're both trying to like play it cool and say, say basically like the coolest thing you can say before you die probably in this situation <laughs> that's a fine idea all the time <laughs> i do it all the time yeah <laughs> well i mean if we want to get existential about it we all die like parts of ourselves but die uh, from time to time ouch <laughs> i'm just wait, saying what? Wait, <laughs> wait, wait hold on wait what wait a minute if you want to really get into it there's like like have you ever like just like shed part of your person like shed like got rid i, of, I like... do have to clip my nails so like that's like a piece of myself that i will <laughs> i will kill i'm just like sometimes you're a different person than you were two years ago or sometimes I don't know. you're a different person than you were like and if you wanted to look at the show in that lens i think mm-hmm. it lends itself to doing so in i don't know way. if i shed personality as much as i like uh take on a uh, personality of people that i'm hanging around with that i really like mm-hmm. you know i do that mm-hmm. i like i'm adding layers rather than yes <laughs> shedding. i guess eventually those layers have to be shedded so sure yeah i used to have a thing where like i would i would unknowingly and then realize it organically I was taking on other people's style of laughing. I know that sounds so dumb and so weird, but like, especially like it was like around like that high school time. And it kind of makes sense, I guess. Right. You're like trying to figure out who you are. Right. So impressionable. Literally in that you, you do impressions of other people's laughing. (laughs) 
Look at me. I'm impressionistic. I believe uh-huh. it's called in the art world. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> yes, luckily I, I, I don't do that anymore. Um, but yes, this is, uh, this is an interesting, an interesting time that we find ourselves clearly not just in our lives, but in the, in the, uh, along the trajectory of the show. I guess so, to Marissa's point, you let those parts of you die. If you want to get more. Yeah. I mean, like, it. uh, yeah. so I don't want to be like a downer, but like, and, and I just, yet. but yet, I mean, it's a death show. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> It is. It is yes. a death show. <laughs> do be death. Yes. Let the as a what's his name as Adam Driver's character in the Star Wars movies. Let let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Um, yes. So on that lovely note, let's <laughs> let's dive right into uh, to episode three. Marissa, what's what's the episode title called? Tell us all about it. Oh, this is called a warm body. So oh, kind of ironic. Up, yeah, yeah. We see a warm body. That body being Nadia on the couch. We see Lizzie's in her pile again. So we can tell this is like morning after a party. She made it through the night again. Um, this time though, she's got something stuck in her hair, and so she walks into the bathroom, which I thought was funny. And there's a guy in the bathroom. That's that's new. That's something different. And she asks mm-hmm. him, "Has anything <laughs> weird ever happened to you mm-hmm. in this bathroom?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." This, this right here, this is the weird thing. There was something very grace humor about this. Like, don't yeah, ask me why, but just like this, this right here. This is weird. Yeah. 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 So she meets meets a new friend in the bathroom. And then, um, but you can tell this time she's like, okay, there are clues abound. Like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, I'm going to figure this out. And I know I've, I've read in um, interviews with N- Natasha Leone that, like, Columbo was a huge, huge, um, influence on her for this so this is like moving into that peter falk colombo energy she's like clues clues are bound so she's going to go um look for things and she tries to go down the stairs again she can't do it she's like sliding against the wall the little like foot like you're dipping your toe in the pool is so it's really it's really great it's It's body acting yeah it's great and I love that she says downsy wounsy. Wounsy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like nope, nope, not doing nope. That. Nope. 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 Fire escape. Safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this time she's doing it alone. Like last yeah. year she had Lizzie. Yeah. You yeah. Know, now it's like a big step for her. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she makes her way down the fire escape because she's gotta go get a cup of coffee. But on the way out, she takes a photo of the plaque on the building that says that this is a yeshiva from I forgot the year, but to have a historical significance of it and it's just like asking people on the street do you know anything about this building is there anything you can tell me mm-hmm. yeah in very the new york just yeah. like, no i'm not i'm not this <laughs> not even no just a while a straight old walk by yeah. <laughs> yeah so she grabs her cup of coffee walks back up the fire escape and then um everyone else has woken up max is up lizzie's up people are up um and they're talking about apartments and uh, you're talking about podcasting. Did you catch and, this? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. and podcasting. And I love I really Lizzie's like, like, Lizzie's like, I think I don't think you listen to podcasts the same way that I do. Like, there's there's so many great ones, and like you know, I really yeah. wish you did. There's you think so Lizzie many. is listening to Posture Recaps? So Probably right now. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I felt I felt very like Lizzie, like you know, y'all are the Nadia and Max to my to my Lizzie. We don't listen to podcasts <laughs> the same way that you do. <laughs> I mean, we all are ourselves, you know. So I don't know. I think whoever Nadia is, is the only one that can say for sure, you know, whether we're 
for doing it right because she's learning extra things but anyway yeah it was a very meta moment for us Mm-hmm. particularly yeah. um but nadia is very focused on figuring out this creepy inscription so she's like asking people that just woke up like hey do you know what this means the magazine's like should you know and this was mixing like this i do not this was a very weird sentence but she was like you're jewish nadia and nadia's like not by choice this is just who i am <laughs> <laughs> yes and um anyway so they have like basic conversations we find out that John is texting Nadia at this time too, saying that he wants his blanket back. And um, this whole time since she woke up, she's been wearing this black coat, which apparently has been John's coat that he gave to her the night mm-hmm. before. Chivalry. Yeah. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a coat on her. Yeah. I love Max's line. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you're turned off by chivalry. <laughs> yeah. And then they say, like, chivalry, chivalry is so sweet. So is cyanide. Is that why Jimmy Jones put it in the Kool Aid? And I was this like, This is a great scene. This is so well written. This scene. It's so funny. Could be. Yeah. 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 Very realistic, which is hard to be both, to your point, a little grace. Like, they're all so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we get a, just a really good sense of like what this group of friends is actually like. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't, you know, it could have not been written; it could have been improvised at that point. Just it Ooh. just like flowed so well. I don't know. Even more credit. Yeah, they, forget know. it. There are no writers on the show. Just, it's all no. just... <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but it just was really natural. Yes, I agree. And um, so Nadia's like, no, John, I'm keeping the coat. Max is wondering, maybe I should start a religion. Like, that's a thing that I should do. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no, so, the beginnings of a cult. Yeah. But Nadia's like, okay, I got to figure this out. So she knows the way in because she's had this conversation with Max before. And she's like, hey, look at this article about Dolores Huerta. This is you. You're going to do such great things. By the way, can you tell me about this inscription? What does this say? <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to get Maxine talking. Just yes, hype her up. No, yeah. And so Maxine lets lets her know that this is um this tells her that the congreg uh, the the name of the congregation that used to own the building and Maxine knows that they are on 14th Street, which is great. So Nadia's like, great, thanks. I gotta go. So she goes to the temple, and this is where we meet Shifra. I thought Shifra was a delightful, protective I character. So too. Yeah. And like any intelligent person, she will take this mango that seems like it's pretty good. Like mangoes are hard. Good, good, ripe mangoes are hard to come by. And even though Nadia is a stranger, she clearly seems trustworthy. I don't know. Later, though, we do see Shifra trying to eat the mango. Like, I don't think you're I don't think you should cut up mango. It's so hard to eat like an apple, like an apple. You know? yeah. I mean, yeah. the sound do that. that she was making. Yeah, I don't like it. Is exactly like it. why it's it's like hard like will people will spend too much money buying the cut up mango on the street when buying a regular mango is a lot cheaper because it's it's the convenience tax that you're paying right of like you could hurt yourself you could and like Schiffer doesn't know this but nadia knows you can you can die really easily you know you could probably (laughs) die cutting the mango you know knife slips yeah so you know Schiffer's just trying to live her life she is and her uh main goal here is to protect the rabbi from (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from Nadia because Nadia wants to go talk to the rabbi and she's like the rabbi is getting ready for great neck and he doesn't have time for you sorry that was my little <laughs> Anna Delvey, Anna slip- Delvey. <laughs> slipping in there <clears throat> and she's like you can go ahead make an appointment you can come back and she's like yeah but I only got this one I probably only have this one day 
And she's like, Schiffer yeah. goes, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to let you see the rabbi, some single woman off the streets. <laughs> He's got to get to Great Neck. <laughs> I can't believe that this whole plan like works, that it, 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 Nadia needs to have a man who is her husband to come <laughs> and he can speak to the rabbi. I cannot believe that that's the plan here. Not some single woman off the street, but yeah, your random husband, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, she's got she's got fibroids, right? So like, she's gonna <laughs> she does break through the Schiffer wall there. <laughs> yeah. Fibroids, fine. Yeah. Yes. So right, yeah. Nadia's like, all right, you want a husband? I'll get you a husband. Let me call John really quick and see what he's up to. And he's getting ready for an. Uh, an appointment he's got a real estate he appointment that he's got to get to but he's wearing a different coat because his coat is on nadia mm -hmm. and he's like okay i'll come help you what precinct are you at <laughs> yeah. what a jerk but it's so good and she's like i'm not at a precinct i'm at a temple and he goes this better not be a hate crime <laughs> again it's very it's very funny writing the show's funny. It's just like, and to your point, Grace, it's just like, it's so quippy. It's just Back like effortless. Forth. Like the, yeah. the characters are all, so, and the actors obviously are so, uh, they just, all the characters feel so lived in and yeah. everything that comes out of their mouth feels very organic and sexy. Yep. Yes. And so John arrives in his yellow cab van and um, you can tell that he is like taken aback. He's like, oh, you're really at a temple. And this is like, this is a place of worship to him. He's taking this seriously. He's like, hey, I was raised Catholic. This is a place of worship. <laughs> I can't, we can't be flown around here. To which Nadia is like, yeah, cool. So let me just bring you upstairs and introduce you as my husband. <laughs> She's like, a ring. it's my husband, John. Schiffer's not dumb. She has eyes. I do not see a ring. It was a good catch. They're yeah. not wearing rings. Well, I like that the ring was caught now. Like, it was like, if Nadia's not wearing a ring, okay, fine. But if John's not wearing a ring, well, then this is for yes. real. Well, this is not a real thing. Well, I mean, I, mean know, I get it. We know the system that Shifra exists in. I'm just saying. It's true. <laughs> and uh, this is where Nadia kind of levels with Shifra. She's like, look, I got this thing stuck in my hair. I got fibroids. Can you just help a woman out? Can you help a girl out? I just need information from the rabbi hey john's helpful here too yes he because, puts in yes he offers i'm not jewish but i am circum circumcised so <laughs> 50 50 50 50 50 <laughs> good work john Nailing, killing it playing the role of husband john good. yes nadia's dying and john is killing it <laughs> well and john's body language when he says this is very he's like standing like protecting himself but he's trying to be like very helpful at the same time it he doesn't very, know very really well why they're there like you know yeah just, yeah it's great it's good, it's a good he's a good yeah. guy he's trying yes so Schiffer says i have fibroids too let's do this i'll let you in so the rabbi lets john in and john's like hey i have some questions about the yeshiva on 10th and a and the rabbi's like oh i went to school there that's so great and john pulls out this piece of paper and he's like what what are these questions but okay i'll go ahead and ask them are there any histories of hauntings there and the rabbi is like you said you were in real estate i think like, that's a I, I think knowing whether the building if you're in real estate and you got to like sell the <laughs> building or want to buy the building it is a good information to know if it's haunted or not i agree because that's not rabbi something that you can just see on a yep review 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you right. might need, you know, you might need to find out from people. I thought, yeah, I thought about being like, to take issue with. What's like, up with this question about a haunted building? Is that even real estate? It's like, yeah, like, I, yes. I am. And it's a question in line. It's <laughs> in line. I know what real estate means. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can imagine John being like, yeah, I don't know either. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's uh-huh. happening. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Meanwhile, outside the the rabbi's office, Shifra and Nadia are bonding, but Nadia's using this time to kind of get prayed over because she's like, hey, Shifra, do you know any of the prayers? Like, if a person could die, how does that prayer go? That specific one go. And Shifra, to her credit, is like, come sit. I'll tell you Not about before it. Nadia's like, your heart's not in it, Shifra, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're yeah. half-assing it at work, you know? <laughs> I wish I could be as honest with some of my coworkers, like, in a, you know, my Zoom meeting, like, I know. hey, I mean, James, look, I don't know if your heart's in it here today <laughs> in this meeting. I mean, if you knew, you, the chances of you dying today were pretty high. I'm pretty sure you could probably say those things to, to people. <laughs> like, this yeah. is what I think we're seeing with Nadia, too, is, like, she's like, well, whatever. I'm just going to say what I need to say because I need to get the information to make this whole cycle stop. And she, you know, it, we don't get the sense that she was that far off from that to begin with anyway. So this has only True. driven yeah. her True. further yeah. down, <laughs> further off that cliff, so to speak. Yep. So back in the rabbi's office, John is like now in a therapy session. He's like telling 100%. everything about his life to the rabbi. Mm-hmm. Like I was with Nadia, but then I was also with my wife and then this happened and this is bad. So and it's just too much pressure to which the rabbi says there is wisdom and is inaccessible to the intellect. Maybe it's time for you to turn towards the spiritual. And Nadia could be a distraction from you going into the abyss, which comes into play later. Uh-huh. Uh, and he ends the conversation by saying, the build- buildings aren't haunted. People are. I Deep like stuff. I like the line. I like yeah. buildings. I, I thought the rabbi is a little, yeah, I was like, I don't know if you know what you're talking about, but buildings right. not haunt, are not haunted. People are. It's a very good line. So, so cutting. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very deep. <laughs> Back outside of the, of the rabbi's office, Shifra is now saying a prayer over Nadia and Nadia's like, okay, well, what does this all mean? She's like, angels are all around us. And Nadia's like taking a swig off of the wine. And Shifra's like, you can't drink that. To which Nadia agrees and says, correct. It is undrinkable. It's undrinkable. Like she drinks it and then she's insulting it. Love it. I think at this point she's like, whatever straw is here literally or figuratively i'm gonna grab like prayer check wine check rabbi check she's like just going going down her list it's just <laughs> interesting because then she's like thanks for the prayer i'm not gonna do anything but uh thanks yeah you know and so yeah i don't know it's uh because like i feel like the trip here would be like uh I, I think it's interesting that she does so much work to like try and figure out the answers to what's happening um he, like to try and like crack this code where i feel like in a tr- in another like Groundhog Day style movie. It's like, well, it didn't work today, so I'm just gonna come back tomorrow and I'll like try a different like. I'll bring oh, shit for two tactic. mangoes, you know. Yeah, right. uh, like I'll I'll like get to know her and I'll like butter up. But like, no, it's not how Nadia does it. She like figure out how to get her answers today. No. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't have time. She can't wait for Great Neck. She yeah. has to. She has to figure it out now. It's true. I still can't believe there's a place called Great Neck. And um, Little Neck also. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. that's good. It's balanced. It's it's almost like West. Uh, it's not quite one to one, but like West Egg. Uh, what's the 
uh, oh, from the Great Gatsby. From Great Gatsby, yeah, West Egg, East Egg. Yep. Like yep, yep. Yes. So John is mad at this point. <laughs> He's like, "Okay, let's go. We're out of here." And we get this really interesting scene between John and Nadia on the street. Um, John is like walking. He's like, "I'm out of here," and Nadia's running after him. Did you did you kill someone, Nadia? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like asking all the questions. What is this about? Are you having a mental issue? Did you kill someone? And she's like, um, if I killed someone, I moved to Mexico and start a band. Like it's like they've talked about this before. And, like this no, is- Nadia has the plan if yeah. she killed somebody. She knows exactly what she would do, which is not what she is doing. Yes. Yeah. Nadia did not have a plan of like, what would I do if I kept dying and waking up on the same day? But no, yeah. she did have a plan like if i killed someone but you know thanks to this show i'm sure we all now have a plan for if we ha- were in this situation <laughs> of some sort i want to believe but man that would mangoes find the mangoes step one <laughs> mangoes find the mangoes find shifra <laughs> <laughs> um but nadia can tell that something's up with john and he's like what she goes what's the problem what did the rabbi say? And John's just like, look, I gave you six months of space. You didn't even invite me to your birthday party. The rabbi said um, that you could be a distraction and keeping me away from the abyss, which is like my own growing, all of these things. Um, And we get this really interesting confession from him because he says, I blew up my life and that's not on you. But if you could acknowledge that it happened, that would be great. And that I think is what anyone is ever looking for. Like that I found to be a very universally relatable statement. Mm -hmm. Mm, I think some people would uh, want to put the blame on somebody else. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I do love it from John. Like I I do love this acknowledgement of like, Hey, I, I made my own choices, but like, also, now I'm here. Can we just like acknowledge that like it was a big thing that I did? I like blew up my whole my whole life. I I, I really like this scene. It makes me like John a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially the him the him taking ownership part and not like putting any part of that on her. I think is says something about him that I personally enjoy. Yes, it was what people who have taken responsibility for their actions would want to hear. Mm-hmm. And Nadia says, it happened, John. I know it happened. So he gets that moment. Um, and then we're back at Nadia's apartment and John's getting the like wire out of her hair and he like turned it into some bistro chair, which she found very, very charming. Um, and she notices the time. She says, it's 6.30. It's late. I've never lasted this long. And he's like, oh, it lasted this long. Is that something? Let me pull up my truck full of uh, euphemisms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, let me look around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I use this one. Yeah. So they, you know, keep talking about the rabbi, you know, sometimes there's wisdom through surrender. And John basically confesses and says, like, hey, I miss you. And it's like, people miss people. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and John keeps pressing, like, but specifically, like, how do you miss me? <laughs> And John lays lays it all out here. And he's like, hey, I think we have something really good and it's worth pursuing. And it might be the best either of us could do. And that part right there, that's the thing no one, I could tell you, like no one really, that no one really wants to hear. It's, it's, it's not terrible. Like I, I I understand that he, because here's the thing. I under, or I believe, not understand. I believe that he fundamentally believes it like it's i agree with you it's not something that people want to hear and it's also like this horrible backwards way of like backing into something (laughs) um 
but there's something like obviously he goes that's like super honest about it and just like him trying to connect with her in a different way i don't know i mean they've been at this for six months now we finally yeah. learned this episode like we, we were obviously starting to color in this this history um he's trying to be as cold as she can be kind of in a way uh i thought it was sweet. yeah can i mean can I say, like she's acting pretty weird uh you know like uh this is you know and she's kind of like they're like have this moment together like seems like the, it's like sweet and then like yeah it's a little much to then be like okay well actually i miss you and like can we back together you know but uh, like she's also just like a minute like yeah i don't know like i think uh, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well you know like i can totally which like understand. makes sense from her yeah, that, like right, it's right. just gonna reset so like yeah you're just gonna like then end up like mourning that thing that you had like you know when you wake up for the bathroom you're like well, uh, if I'm going to do that, I'll, I have to like invest all that time and energy into like doing that again, you know? Mm -hmm. So, no, I get it. I get it from both of their perspectives. Yes. Right? Yeah. Cause she's definitely like, there comes a point in this conversation where she's like, okay, fine. Yes. I'll be with you for the rest of your life if that's what you want, because I know tomorrow it's going to be different. Yeah. And she does see this as like, your best argument is a warm body. So that's where we get the, the title of, um, the title of this episode mm -hmm. and you like when uh she, she's like i'm leaving and he's like yeah. this is your apartment like, yeah. oh, you really are in real estate huh <laughs> so go cunning. back and tell that ribeye that he was wrong <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um and john john is not happy with this like we're not getting back together news and he says you know the rabbi told me that you might be a distraction from the abyss but here's the thing you are the abyss and um that's also, you know, it could, I don't know. Like, it could be true. It could not be true. But I, I've never called anyone an abyss before. Yeah. And I love his response. I promise. Uh, or her response. I promise you just feel yeah. like that right now. And he's like, no, I feel like that all the effing time. <laughs> and she's hurt by this. Like, you can tell. Like, she's yeah. she's really hurt. Mm -hmm. Yep. So she needs comfort. And um, I don't know if you remember, but I forgot that oatmeal was missing. So she's out in That sounds the park. like an episode one problem. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have moved on from that. Yeah. So she's out in the park looking for oatmeal. She's uh, drunk. She's running into people. They're telling her to go home. But then she sees the guy that she recognized in episodes one and episodes two, to mm. which uh, he calls out to her and is like, hey, is that a wig or a hat? <laughs> On your head. It's both. <laughs> Fair question. Uh, and she's like, "Where are your shoes?" And he finds she finds out that he um, had his shoes stolen from him at a shelter. And um, he's like, "You can call me horse." And she, this, I love that. It's so. It's he just says it, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, hey, horse. yeah, yeah." Makes I sense. love it. I call mean, people I'm, what they want to be called, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. And also, that's like the least weird thing that yes. has happened to her in like six days or however long it's been. <laughs> so it's like, story. okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool. And um, she's she didn't to... say you can call me the abyss. Well, yeah, she says, really. yeah, she's like, you can tell that this this conversation with John is still still with her because she goes, hey, can I tell you something? I'm the abyss. Isn't that great? Ah, like it's still like she's there and she's making fun, like trying to make fun of it to help her get over it i think is what's yeah. happening to which horse replies uh i want to cut your hair she's like yes this is a good idea so they yeah. go 
and they cut her hair and I, you know it's a cute it's a cute little cut i'm not gonna it was pretty good it's cute yeah. um, it's hard to, it's hard to see in the dark no this is fair sure um but he says see this hair this this is your this is the old you this is who you are day after day this is this on your new hair on your head this is the new you and you can be whoever you want to be and horse is very what a, right got good head on his horse shoulders yeah, yeah. <laughs> A horse, a horse by any other name. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't understand why you're being so nice to me, which I thought was an interesting realization or, or awareness by her. Um, mm. And she notices, you know, she she looks at herself and she says, I look like my mom, which is another. Mm. This We mm. haven't heard of the mom connection in a while. Uh, and she ends up spending the night on the street with horse. And she's like, it's often cold. And you can tell, like, here she fades away while she's laying next to horse. So, lo and behold, where do we end up? Gotta get up, gotta get up, gotta get up from the morning. <laughs> yep, we're back in the bathroom. And her hair is back. Her hair is back long. She goes mm-hmm. outside. She's greeted. I, I froze to death. Jesus, that's effing dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which agreed, agreed. Yes. Um. Out of all of the ways that she has died, Grace, do you have any, any yeah. thoughts okay. on so on this? We have all. She's di- uh at this point uh seven deaths so far. Actually, more, but I will. I've categorized the types of death into ca- categories. I've categorized them into categories. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good at podcasting. Yes. Yeah. You're doing great. And I think we should rank them. Um, so here's the seven ways, different ways in which she has died so far. Hit by a car, drowned, mm-hmm. falls down the stairs, tries to get on the stairs carefully and tumbles over the railing, which I think is different because I think it's funnier. Uh, trap door, the pit of death, uh-huh. the ambulance, and now she's frozen to death. Now, Ooh. okay, so quick, quick question before we categorize. Are we categorizing like worst but to best or like funniest or Listen, most entertaining? Yeah, or... so I think I think what I initially was like, like this joke came up because I was like, she just falls, she keeps falling down the stairs and breaking her neck. And I, I think it's unrealistic, <laughs> but I think I've moved on because it is probably the funniest death is like fall, just keep falling down the stairs. Uh-huh. Um, but I think just like, uh, yeah, like entertaining um, probably. Right. whatever that means to you whatever <laughs> yes. entertaining means to you in this dreary context yeah okay so do we want to come back at the end of the episode and see where yeah because we'll, we'll have a couple more we'll have a couple more yes. okay. uh types of death yeah okay so she is just frozen to death she comes back to you in the bathroom she goes out she gets greeted by uh max with the good what does she, what does she say here? Uh, me, I froze to death. Jesus, that's fucking dark. No, what, what is does Max, Max say? <laughs> Sorry, my disc was skipping. Max <laughs> says to your to your point though, this is like the most subdued. I love like we have talked about like how many times have they have to had to film like some of these things. This is her most subdued. Sweet birthday, baby. <laughs> sweet, I love. I I can like watch her do that line all day. I, I, there should be a YouTube cut of just. How many times Maxine says "Sweet Birthday, Baby"? I'm sure there's at least one before Netflix took it down. Yeah, remember like uh, ringtones? That would be a good ringtone. Mm. Like, Ooh. but yeah, only people that I wanted to get texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other yeah, people yeah. would be like, "What she calls, what she calls Nadia here after night." Yeah. <laughs> <So she's> gonna... <laughs> 
Yeah, Nadia's like, yeah, I gotta go check on a guy. <laughs> Maxine's like, uh, this isn't, you know, you can't leave. It's your party. And mm-hmm. Nadia says, it's not going to be important to you. And Maxine is like offended here. She's like, I have a lot of different interests. I find a lot of different things important. Thank you very much. Yes. Very, and- very funny. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> And um, he's like, I think the guy who gives me a haircut dies tomorrow. And I don't know how that works when you're in yesterday. So good. So good. Yeah. So funny. We're all to like which... following along. And Maxine's like, Ugh. yeah. Maxine... Goes to take the stairs. Nope. I'll take the fire escape. Take the fire escape. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So she heads to the park. She's looking for a horse. John calls again. Um, because John's at the party looking for her. And... <laughs> Nadia tries to explain the situation to John and she's like, I'm looking for a guy I just met. And he's like, is this a sex thing? No, it's not a sex thing. You know, this no, it's is kind of weirder than that. she says, I'm looking for a guy. And he's like, wow, way to make me feel special. And I'm like, yeah. God, John, roll the coaster ride. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, very, yeah, you're so insightful. And sometimes it's like, you're such a dickhead. Come he's on. very needy in this way that is, yeah, it's it's not great. You weren't even invited to the party by Nadia. You didn't even come. Actually, yes. Yeah. Like every time that Nadia mentions it to him, he like glosses over that fact. He's like, I came to your party. It's like, yes, because Max invited you. And it's like, it's I, like, I didn't invite him. He's like, whatever. I was there. It's just a little bit of a victim like he's like trying to use it to like um make up for something like i showed up like isn't that great i showed up mm-hmm. when he might have not showed up in the past like it's mm-hmm. not yeah it's because not she same. didn't invite him right exactly <laughs> exactly so she ends up finding horses hair cutting supplies and she remembers um she's she thinks she's cracked a code at this point she's like oh i figured it out i figured out how this world works um and she ends up um she says goodbye to Johnny. Is like, go home, go home with that girl over there. Bye, Johnny. Leave the party. And yeah, she ends gonna up, they're gonna get in a fight. You just go home with that girl in the red sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, if you were John, I'd be creeped out. Like, how did you know that? Yeah. That's kind of weird. She's like Superman, she's using her powers for good. Yes, she remembers that horse went to a very specific shelter. So she ends up going to that shelter, finds horse, and is just kind of like staring at him <laughs> like mm-hmm. and he's like do you need something what do you think and- about this song choice here uh that plays when she's like looking for horse uh because uh, uh, mm-hmm. it's a very like i feel like it's not subtle but i no. it, it feels like it's just in there because it's like a catchy song uh is there me do we find is there meaning behind this because like when i was i was like very like wow just playing cop killer <laughs> she's like looking for this homeless guy mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah, it, it did. I did clock in, and with these, with uh, with I don't like to watch with subtitles, but certain shows I have to if I'm like taking notes or whatever because it makes it easier. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. I took note of the title because it says it, but it, it did seem to be more like a vibe than mm-hmm. uh, a lyric thing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, most music will look Natasha will make Natasha Leon look cool, so it's it's hard to it's say. True. Music and cigarettes. Those are uh, the two things. Where were her cigarettes? Oh, sunglasses. <laughs> episodes. Like, yeah. I'm saying. Where was the lighter? Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so she's introduced, like, she talks to, to Horse. She's like, I'm the person here to guard your shoes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he's like, just don't touch me while I'm sleeping. She's like, I'm I have just... good reflexes. I have <laughs> serious reflexes. I have serious reflexes. <laughs> Deadly. <laughs> hilarious 
And she stays there, plays her crossword puzzles, and she actually does stop the person from stealing yeah. the shoes. So if you hear about his reflex, it is true. You're like, you know, if you get too close to a horse, they will like kick you. So that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why you got the name horse. Meanwhile, yeah. he did not kick the lady who took his shoes. No, but she didn't, so... t- she didn't touch him. That's true. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. So we make it to the next morning and he wakes up and looks at her and is like, I want to cut your hair. He leaves. I love yeah. it. He doesn't even stay. Yeah, he yeah. leaves. Yeah, which I guess is like horses compliment to people like like that's his way. Like, I just want to I want to cut your hair. I mean, okay. he loves a good he loves a good mane. Right. What, is yes. that what horses have? Yes. Well, that's what horses have. Or is that yeah. lions? Anyway. If Both? he does have, uh, you know, clippers, he does have the ability to cut hair and he's good at it. I'm sure it's like just a thing he you know, gets. Yeah. You know, yeah. Currently homeless, sleeping on the street. Right. He doesn't yeah. own a lot. So if yep. one of if a few of his supplies yeah. Uh, our hair cutting supplies, and that's nice that he wants to use them for good. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, I just think it's an like like you have been chosen by horse. I like mm. I got a horse haircut. Yes. Like that would be like a thing, right? Yes, you have that sugar cube that the horse wants. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Nadia's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna leave. She gets in the elevator. She's like super sleepy. She's getting pushed back in. People are coming in. People are coming out. <laughs> I love this. And she's like, tries to leave, and they just sort of like slightly bump in her. She goes, "Fine, you win. You win." And she just lives her life. And on the she end. Says, this is like, yeah. I love elevator up, huh? Elevator up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and she finds herself standing next to a guy who has a ring box, and um. He looks a little familiar to us, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. We saw him in episodes one and episodes two. We didn't get a really good look at him, but we can see him well now. Um, he's got a ring box, and all of a sudden, there's a thud on the elevator. There's an announcement. We are experiencing a temporary power shortage, mm-hmm. and the elevator starts to fall. And everyone else is freaking out. People are like, we got to lay on the ground, which is that a thing? Do you know if that's a thing? I think it could be it does make some sense that if they were on the ground like you wouldn't the impact of hit like you wouldn't fall over and hit your head or whatever so sure, it sure. does seem to make some sense yeah i think like, they're all gonna die anyway but the impact yeah there's no way but i always wondered like would it make a difference if you like jump up right before you hit and then it's like maybe you don't get hit as hard i don't know it's impossible it's literally impossible to say because i'm not a scientist yeah i just didn't know if this was like a stop drop and roll thing that i needed to remember like if in an elevator no one of those things you know Mm -hmm. anyway everyone else is freaking out except for nadia of course because she knows what's going to happen and uh the gentleman standing next to her because she goes to him hey didn't you get the news we're about to die and he goes yeah it doesn't matter i die all the time what What? What? and then they do yeah so that was like i remember watching that and it was like midnight 30 and i was like i guess i have to watch another one (laughs) like the first time i watched it i was like oh man they got me here right at right halfway through no not halfway through it's three episodes right so yeah yeah right before yeah it's it's such a great you know it's it's not something we expect and you know we're used to we already talked a little bit about like there are certain tropes and like these groundhog day type stories and now to meet potentially another nadia another person who understands what's going on is such a great twist and such a great way to end the episode yep so that's the end of episode three Mm-hmm. Did we want to take a break and come back? I don't, but <laughs> I we're just gonna because that's that's the way this thing works. Uh, yes, we will take a quick break. And when we get back, we will hear about episode four. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. What a break. What a wonderful break it was. We got yes. stuck in the elevator. elevator broke. Now we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't get back into the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. Now we're in episode four. And the... The title card has changed colors. We got red up until this point. Yeah, now it's because we're seeing this. The name of this episode is called Alan's Routine. So this is Russian Doll from Alan's perspective. And I just got to say, Alan's got a different vibe. (laughs) Certainly does. Yeah. Very uh, clean. Very uh, not beige, but like gray. It mm-hmm. is clean, except he also hits a, fl- a fly with a newspaper mm-hmm. and does not clean it up. There's just no. fly gunk on the wall. No, mm-hmm. and to and and to that point, clearly he has been like we will learn. Like we were not because you know going into it, you're not sure. Okay, like are we seeing his first days? Are we seeing like has he been at this as long as uh, right. Nadia? Which we do learn soon after that he has, but to the point about the fly, like he knows that the fly is going to be there. So either don't do something about it or do, or, but like to leave the gunk there feels like a weird go between of like, absolutely unacceptable. Gross. Yeah. So Alan's day starts uh, in the bathroom, which is, I think interesting because his day starts in the morning, I'm assuming. And her, her day, like when she dies is starting at the party time, which is not the morning. Uh, I I got the impression that his day starts at the same time that her her 
day start. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm misreading it. Because I, I feel like when she go, when he go, the first thing he does, right, is he goes over to, uh, is it Be- what was his uh, girlfriend? Oh, uh, Beatrice. 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 Oh, yeah. And when he walks out in the park, uh, the time or like the he runs into Nadia. So it they feels have to like, be on the same. It feels like it's like the night, but like he's packing the night before they're gonna go on a vacation. He, mm-hmm. yes. But he's right? unpacking but, in the situation. But so I think, so I think him. what he, I think what happened is that like he, like part of his routine is he now that he's woken up so many times, he knows that what he's going to do today is go over. She's going to break yes. up with him. So yes. he unpacks his like yes. why he because he's just like and he's like well I, I'm not going on the vacation. Yes. Even yeah. if I even if I, I need live, to unpack, yeah. So I'm going to unpack all my stuff. Right. That's mm-hmm. what that's like the sense that I get. So he had packed it before he was in the bathroom, but mm-hmm. he. But now he knows. Unpa- yeah. Now he knows, yes, so he yes. unpacks it. Right? Yes. Which is such a, you know, now that you bring it up, it's such a great um, twist, even just on that idea, because you, you know, you always see like the packing up and it's like, okay, I'm going to pack now and do this thing. And this is like the opposite routine. Mm-hmm. And as, and it's appropriate because we're learning about his character almost backwards and like in, in the middle of his story, um, it's, uh, it makes sense. And it also, it makes sense to me, Marissa, what you said, because his bathroom is so well lit. Like it could have yeah. been daytime. It yeah. could have been like a window, but it, no, it's just, it's just Alan being Alan. Yes. His bathroom is very bright. His whole apartment is very bright. And in, in contrast to Maxine's apartment and Nadia's apartment as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So his routine consists of brushing his teeth, starting a concerto, opening his suitcase and unpacking like we were just talking about, playing his affirmations for success, which is mm-hmm. a very big thing for him. Um, and feeding his fish and he has everything you can tell everything is timed out everything is for a purpose and he's his approach to this is a little bit different than Nadia's approach because I I can tell he's taking this from like a self-development standpoint as opposed Mm -hmm. to like a mystery I have to solve standpoint you know I think the most interesting thing about the difference between Alan and Nadia is so like uh, you appear, he waits like a weirdo at the door to open for the old guy. Yes. Uh, but it's like he, I, I'm so I am a person who I love routine and I'm often early for things. Uh, I, I like, I don't like being late for things. I'm often early. So I relate a lot with Alan here to the point where like, why wouldn't he just time out his the, a little bit better to like, you know, yes. do something else before you go because then you know like you'll you'll get the door exactly on time but no he like is going through the motions every day and like i think it is important for us to see the scene that like where he's going but it's also so sad that he just plays it out yep. every time um you would think after this many times you would not go over to your girlfriend's house when she's about to break up with you you would just st- like it feels like nadia would just stop going like this reminds me of uh this is i'm looking at this through a trauma-informed lens now i'm gonna get a little weird but like when you have when you're ruminating over a thought of something that something that's bad that's happened and just replaying it and replaying it and replaying it because i think he's and he's doing that to himself like on purpose so yeah he's like what can i what can i learn from this yeah um it's it is sad it's sad in a different way because instead of instead of trying to take more control in a way he's almost being more passive like i'm gonna tech i'm gonna take like a step back or two and try to see what i can learn from the situation because he's he thinks the universe is trying to teach him thing i guess is it interesting that it's the time that he basically breaks his routine later that he'll like learn 
new mm-hmm. information, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yep. So he does his whole routine, walks out to the park. We can see, like, he walks past Nadia. Nadia's on the phone with John at this point, which I thought was really interesting. Mwah. Love it. Love <laughs> dumb shit like this. It's so good. It goes such a long way to, like, give you a uh, perspective on, you know, their relation to each other, where they are in each other's stories at this point. And yep. also, yeah, it also, like, uh, now we know exactly what day it is because this is a very, like, this is, we've seen this on one specific day, right? So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. What iteration of the day we are on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we find out that he's on his way to an apartment building, apartment two. He knocks on the door and, um, I forget the name of the actress's name, but she was also on Orange is the New Black. Yes. My Dominican queen. Yes. Um, it was great to see her. And uh, she goes here early. <laughs> you look nice. He's like, you always say that. And he replies like very robotically. Routine is a beautiful thing. And we become what we repeatedly do. I was like, whoa, okay, Alan. Alan's taking this super seriously. Mm-hmm. Dasha. Dasha Palanco. I misspoke. Excuse me. That sounded Dasha. way too yeah. that sounded way too white. I'm like, why did I say that? Um but yes, she's she's the only one who doesn't know what's going on. As, as the people yes. as the people in Nadia's life, uh it, we have seen similarly. Yeah, and she's like, Where are your bags? <laughs> Because she's they're expect like she's expecting him to bring his luggage because they were gonna go on this trip and like we need mm-hmm. to talk. Um so they end up talking and it's like um you know this is this is he Alan recognizes that Beatrice has something to tell him and is like this is gonna be harder than you thought. And she's like, Did somebody tell you? And he's like, You told me. <laughs> so like he's like trying to get her to just get this over with. And you can kind of tell that um a breakup is gonna be happening here. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that like he he wants to let this play out, right? And he clearly wants to learn something. He's like, let me see what I can learn. And so he's seemingly taking a step back, but then here he's taking, he's like Mm -hmm. not letting her just live in her moment. And obviously it makes sense, right? Because he's already lived this, but like he can't even let her have her private thoughts. He has to like uh, say them out loud in a way that is just not allowing any, like if he wants to learn something from this, he's not going to learn anything by like asserting himself even further. It's such a, it's such a fascinating like dynamic and, and yeah. uh, Yeah. I also, I think that there's like a little bit of like when you when you have this much routine and structure, like you are in like you create that you're in control. And the moments that where that becomes the most difficult is when somebody else is involved in the equation. Right. Yeah. So he is like uh, he uh, yeah, he I, it almost feels like he's again, it's very it's very video game like we'll see him play mm-hmm. video games. You talked about this last time that it's like the, the save points, the checkpoints, uh, uh, Nadia being like a, a like a video game or software engineer. Right. Um, that he's like saying he, it's like those games where like you have to say the right dialogue to un- like unlock mm-hmm. the right thing that mm-hmm. he's like tr- it's like, OK, now like I've tried all these ways before. So. Like, I'm going to say these three things. And now this is where I have to try and say something different to, like, unlock the thing that I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he is, as, like, a control freak, somebody who likes routine, um, he's, he's the one dictating all of this, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, he's trying. I, I'm assuming he felt the first time he experienced that nothing was in his control. Right. So mm-hmm. he is trying to gain control again um, of the situation. And it's just, yeah. like, it's just sad because she's she's like 
she knows what she has to say and she knows that this is the conversation that has to happen and she's trying to tell him why and he's just like i was gonna propose i'm sorry i'll see you next time like (laughs) there's no there's no opportunity for reconciliation or closure or anything it's like see you next time and it's sad that like clearly he knows that he's gonna come back after he dies again instead of trying something new he's like i guess i'll just come back here and sit through this again yep so he leaves uh her apartment goes to a bar goes home um this is where he ends up playing video games and he he dies a number of times in the video game which i thought was interesting and probably relatable for him yes and he orders all the desserts i have never in my life ordered just desserts <laughs> never not even one time or two times or a couple times even with like the sad milk and the and the person is like is this a breakup the person who delivers the cakes that seem like slices of cake cheesecake whatever different kinds i appreciate that he had a variety right <laughs> uh not just variety he t- he puts his uh fork in a chocolate cake and then mm-hmm. in a vanilla cake yes it it's time. like what if the cakes together <laughs> yeah, what if uh, we just, yeah let's go wild yeah. and i love that the delivery person asks is this a because of a breakup or for a birthday yeah and for him it's a breakup but nadia is having a birthday yeah it's like a fun a fun little uh you know easter egg there the idea as somebody who loves routine the idea of like yeah putting like two different pieces of cake together and being like ooh, fun like it's very relatable (laughs) (laughs) ooh, adventure like when i when i when i brought a a can of coke into the movie theater i was like ariel I brought a can of coke into the movie theater. You're not supposed to talk about it anymore. That was a one-time thing. (laughs) Uh, Do you think that calories count in this situation too? Because I was thinking like I would probably do this. Like this is the thing. Like if I knew I was going to wake up again and repeat. Like I'm keeping my consciousness is still there. But what? how is this affecting my body? Because then yeah, I'd order all the food. Here's here's the big risk of living in a Groundhog Day situation. Just I think this is a good point of like, could you just eat whatever you want on that day? Like just like buy eat all your favorite food or eat whatever you want. But later he also like when um he pays the neighbor for the fit and he's like, I know we said fifty dollars. Like what do we say fifty dollars? Right. Here's a hundred dollars he gives up. Like it would be the day that I went into like thousands of dollars worth of debt that i would wake up the next morning and it's not groundhog day yeah <laughs> like, yeah you actually owe us a bunch no. of money you know? like, oh, no, no. I, I kept waking up on the same day but now today i'm i have so much debt uh and i've like sold my apartment and like you know <laughs> all this stuff that i would wake up and it wouldn't be groundhog day anymore yeah. so it's risky it's risky it is risky. very risky yeah. you never know you never yeah. know when it's gonna be the last yeah he gets a text message from his friend that says, um, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? So uh, this is s- seemingly the next morning. He works out. He gets dressed. Everything has its place. You can tell. Like, everything. Like, he, the night before when he was in his drunken, deserty stupor, like, the apartment was a mess. But he has cleaned it up by now. Everything has its place. Mm-hmm. He feeds the fish. He waits for a specific time. So he's doing his whole his whole routine thing. And this is where he sees his neighbor in the hallway um, who was apparently going to watch his fish, which we learn is named Boba Fett, Aww. which I thought was cute. Yeah, it was cute. That was before the show, though. I must point that out. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, the character, but still. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sees 
uh, her neighbor in the hallway. And I thought this was an interesting exchange because he's like, yeah, you don't have to watch my fish. But let me ask you something. Uh, we live in the same building. What's your take on me? Like, what do you know about me? And she replies, I never would have spoken to you if you weren't paying me. What a wild question to ask. I know that, again, like tomorrow she'll never remember. So who cares? But yeah. what wild, what's your take on me? I, I, if anybody's out there, I never want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Right. If I, ever, if I ever ask you what's your take on me, pretend that I'm paying you, and that you should answer. Yeah, I mean, I asked my therapist that question, but that's because I'm paying her I'm for paying that information. Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. And she's glad because she probably would have killed that fish, which I thought was so so funny. Uh, that's such, actually, I do want to know, but I just you know. I'm just going to assume you're lying. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never am going to assume someone is answering me seriously. So uh, very nice. Those neighbors like, uh, I wouldn't have spoken to you. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're like right next door. Not like, you know, in the same yeah. building. They're yeah. Like literally right next door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can tell, I can say my, my experience in my current building, I don't know a lot of my neighbors, but when I was a kid growing up, I knew all of the neighbors all of the mm -hmm. time. And so it, I thought it was just an interesting question to mark the times too of like, do we really know our neighbors? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So uh, he leaves the apartment building on his way out and he ends up having coffee with uh, Ferran, which we remember is the deli attendant, the person who works at the store that Nadia had seen on her days. And um, we had seen with Alan in Nadia's story before. And Ferran is just like, you're so calm about this, like dangerously, like serial killer calm about this whole situation and asks alan do you really think you can correct your life like is, and alan's like yeah i do <laughs> like this is this is the plan this is how i'm gonna get out of this thing i'm not telling you about but this is this is how i think it's gonna work is i have something i have to correct i like that they i the, the correcting your life thing is a little like it's close to nadia of like um you know, there, there is a way to like solve this and like figure mm. it out. But I think also like their approaches are so, I feel like Nadia is so like, uh, with like detail or like so minutia, like, okay, it must be this building. I'm going to figure out what's happening in this building. And Alan is so like, it's like big philosophical, like questions. I think it's um, like a great yeah. juxtaposition between an internal conflict and an external conflict. So like right. Nadia is seeing this as like external, there must be a curse, there must be something, something was done to me, there's something right. happening to me and um, Alan's like, there's something wrong with me. Ooh, that's a good point. Yes. You, you know, there's something that I have to correct for myself. Yeah. So Ferran's like, why don't you come over on Friday and Alan says, whenever Friday happens, I'll be there. Yeah. Big. big <laughs> Which is if. his if Which is Alan's version of Thursday. What a concept. What a concept. Right? Yeah. yeah. So this is where we see Alan in the elevator. Oh, Alan gets in an elevator and we realize that he's going to see his mom. And he's like trying to tell his mom that he proposed to Beatrice. And Beatrice said yes. And I mean, I can relate to telling parents what they want to hear. But this is like really, really just like sad. Kind of wild for his mom to be like, did she say yes? Yeah. Like that's telling. That's a little telling. Yeah. You know, I think if I was like yeah. with somebody for a while and then I was like, hey, I propose. Like, I hope that she, the, my mom is like, congratulations, you're getting married. Like, yeah. So, how did that go? <laughs> how did you asking that question specifically go? You know, honestly, yeah. I would just, even if I suspected that there was a strong possibility that the person said no, I would do 
the uh, easier thing of just avoiding it and being like, <laughs> wow, great. Congratulations. I'm so yeah. happy for you. I thought Sorry. that was also like, please, a good... please, 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 please. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because like, if you like, Alan is repeating this cycle in his life where he is about to go on a vacation with like, mm -hmm. this is where he's waking up and he's going to propose. And, I am beautiful. Uh, I am he, strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's giving the effort. Like he, you know, uh, he clearly loves her. And yet I do think this is a little glimpse into like this idea that like maybe the relationship wasn't right. Uh, you know, what, what was Alan not seeing before he started uh groundhog day, which know? just reinforces his, thought that something is wrong with him if other people right. could see it and he couldn't see it right then what's you know what's going on yep so um he goes and he gets in the elevator to go down so apparently his mom's office is in the same building yeah. as the shelter because nadia's in the elevator and this is where we see that everything that we just saw happened the day before nadia and alan met in the elevator and we get the replay of that scene i die all the time me too gotta get up gotta get up, yeah. gotta get up the yeah. but mixed in with the concerto actually yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yes i love that they both uh have the same expletive at the same time as they both remember in their respective bathrooms uh that they acknowledge each other like oh wow that's that's a twist that's something that's yep. happened before yep yeah. And they're both kind of like, what just happened? Right. They're just like, okay, well, this is new. Uh, what are we going to do now? So much so that like Nadia hears the knocking on the door in her bathroom and she's like, hold on, just give me a second. I need some time to like ground myself in terms of what happened. Alan kills the fly. No, he misses. He oh, he misses, misses the, fly. the fly. Yeah, yeah. He misses the fly. So that's He's different. so affected. He's so yeah. affected by this news that the fly survives and in their little disgusting tunnel. Yeah, yeah that's gross. Yeah. yeah. Fix right. that little well, I guess he can't fix the hole. It's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. So then um, you know, they both go through their their routines or their ways of leaving. Um, Nadia of course down the fire escape, we see Alan doing affirmations in the park so he's going through everything he's on his way back to Beatrice's apartment and this time you know he starts the whole script he's going through everything and eh, a little record scratch here because Beatrice goes someone told you about Mike gingerbread man <laughs> yeah the gingerbread man you're effing the gingerbread man <laughs> immediately can only think of Shrek when I think of the gingerbread yes. man Yes, and I, you know, once we figure out who the gingerbread man is, I was like, wow, big, big glow up, like change yeah. in voice, change in voice pitch from yeah. from Shrek to this here. Oh my yeah, God, drop buttons. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, drop buttons. <laughs> what if it was? What if? What if the show was just? It was the gingerbread. Man it was Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Alan just beating up the gingerbread man. From Not Shrek. the weirdest thing. Yeah, like taking yeah. off his arms. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Alan is like not happy about this whole finding out about Mike situation. You slept with Mike, the gingerbread man. You cheated on me with that condescending nightmare, which I was like, yeah, this get mad. And um, 
you know, we we get a clue as to who this condescending nightmare might be because um, we learn that Beatrice is studying updike and the suburban imagery. And I was like, wait, is this why she's like, yes. Is this why you're always meeting up to discuss the dissertation about Philip Roth or whatever? Yeah. Mm. For the millionth time, it's updike and yeah. the suburban imagery. Yes. And if you remember, John Updike came up uh, again like earlier with Mr. Mansplainer Man. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is just not good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Mike a, Mansplainer. A ginger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to promote stereotypes. Then, yes. not gingerbread. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, Beatrice is just like it happened, and then it kept happening. It was harder to tell. And and this, I, I, this kind of hurt. It hurt me a little bit because I have heard these words a little time. Like I can't tell you something because you're so sensitive. And if you, if I tell you, you're going to lose your shit. Well, here's the deal. Like say your truth i would rather know right like i would rather know than you not know but i can also understand from beatrice's perspective why she wouldn't want to do that but i related to alan in the situation of like hearing like and not being aware because again as i mentioned i do have a therapist before times mm. well before times. Uh, wow yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, i just want to like, say way to be ariel are you like oh, ariel in high school <laughs> Sorry, but I'm just trying to paint the picture that I've grown since the last time I've heard this. Your Groundhog Day is going great. Thank you. You're you're making progress. No, I just, I have heard that before and Mm -hmm. it's not great to hear. And because I, when I heard it, I didn't know what people were talking about. Like, I didn't know what that meant. And it can be like so hard to know what to do with emotions in the first place, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. where to even put them? I mean, it's it's hard to your point. It, it's you completely understand, um, like both sides of it, really. I mean, like he, she's not giving him, or he's yes. not giving her the opportunity, uh, or she's not giving him rather the opportunity in this case to like react to the news in his own organic way. She's making assumptions, but obviously those assumptions are based on history and facts and. It's hard to negotiate, but then you can't turn around and judge someone on the assumed reaction that you thought they would have. Right. That doesn't even make sense in the Groundhog Day universe. So, you know, be kind. I like to take emotions and put them in a box and hide them away until they explode. (laughs) Just kidding. My therapist is helping me not do that anymore. Oh yeah, my therapist told me to say that I don't have a therapist. Oh my there. (laughs) Please do not tell people. And we're back to Ariel bragging about. Please, please. No, I think this is that's the opposite of a brag. Like nobody can know I am your therapist. Please, if if word got out, the business, I would be out of business. We're not supposed to know each other, but I mean, please don't tell people. I just can't let people know that I am supposed to be helping you. It was (laughs) great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but also from anyway. Beatrice's perspective, she is like super concerned too because she thinks that like maybe he would do something to hurt himself, which like mm. uh you know is shows a sign of like possible depression on his part and like maybe you know other behaviors that we haven't seen. We've seen like one little cut of his day, so we don't really know what what's going on there mm-hmm. as a whole. And there's never going to be like a right time to tell you. So this is like the first time Alan's you know hearing this. <laughs> He is not happy. He goes back to his apartment. He's mad. He looks up on Facebook um, or assumably Facebook, some sort of social media 
thing with the likes um, and finds Mike at the City College website. And there's a picture of him with B. And he like takes his laptop and throws it on the ground. Would be fun yeah. to be able to break stuff knowing that it would come right back again. But the nice. day you break your laptop, the next morning, wake up. Those in. No, right. not the it's laptop. So, please please days. go back in time. <laughs> um, yes. And he something interesting here where he like looks at the fish. Yes. His fish. Right. I think he has a beta fish at some point yes. came up. And it's like if there are two, then one of them would kill the other. Yes. That's yes. Some, I don't even know why, but clearly the ch- this isn't like a veiled uh spoiler like i'm genuinely saying like why did they say that <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. well um, i know that is uh, a yeah, <laughs> has little killer. guns that yeah. he uses in the tank yeah. well in this case could we look at alan and nadia as the two beta fish like would they kill, like if they you know because they're coming together is this like mm-hmm. some sort of cosmic conscious mm-hmm existential i don't hey, know you gotta yeah. get up you got a beta you got a boba you got a money <laughs> you got a boba you gotta fat it out okay so meanwhile on this day we're reunited with our good friend nadia and she is at the jewelry store named jared's not jared but jared's which she I went thought. to jared's <laughs> it say it's a good name for a jewelry store. Yeah, jared's here's the deal i have to give her so much credit for her creativity when it comes to trying to get information from people and like introducing herself Mm -hmm. she goes in she's like hey do you know about the condition where you can't remember people's faces and the lady's like oh yeah facial aphasia first of all i wouldn't be able to pull that out like that's not something that i i would have to google that that lady is face blind i've heard it called yeah yes excellent pen work like the way she points at her own face oh yeah or a pen just great stuff yes yes maybe she was coached by natasha with a cigarette with a pen Ah, don't tease don't tease probably (laughs) not and Nadia goes, yeah, like that, but I have it with names. What? <laughs> Just Google it after I leave. It's fine. But yeah, for now, Jesus, come along with please me. Please Google it after I leave. After I leave. After I leave. And so she like tells the story. She's like, yeah, so my boyfriend came here and bought me a ring. And describes him. And she's like, yeah, he looks like Derek Jeter. Like he all does stuff. Like he does. I mean, yeah, she gets it. It's like he's she's like this, erect, but like a spine. <laughs> hmm. Doing amazing, amazing work here. <laughs> Both detective work as a character and comedic work as comedic work as an actress. Yes. Uh, we find out that uh, in her, in the opinion of the woman working behind the counter, he picked the most basic ring. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. But do you know his name? <laughs> like do you know those names all i was just like what are you are you accusing me of sleeping with your boyfriend you got like what is happening here this is a bunch mm. of mal- malarkey you gotta leave <laughs> and she notices on her way out that they have one of those signs that's like review us online at yep not yelp but yep. On yeah yeah and it's green not red mm. very Whoa. very clever very different so she of course goes to yep and finds finds him and says somebody like shawarma and so um she now has an idea of who who alan is i thought that was that whole scene was really great in my opinion it was super fun 
No, it was. And Alan totally is the kind of person who would for sure like review his yes. experience. So it's it's not like a far leap. They didn't like take a shortcut to be like, oh, she found it so easily. No, he totally, mm-hmm. he totally would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're reunited with Ferran and Alan back at the park. And Alan's now telling Ferran about Mike. Like, how long has this been going on? And Alan's just like super calm about it again. And Ferran's like, I would want to know so many questions, so many things. I would have asked so many questions. Um, we learned that, you know, Ferran was cheated on early in his relationship and he went to couples therapy. And this this is where we learn from Alan's perspective that Alan Alan doesn't do therapy. He thinks that he can do it on his own. I was like, Alan, are you my dad? Because <laughs> yeah. when Alan said I can therapy myself, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> did you make me? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, this is like definitely something that I have heard people Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. say. And Mm -hmm. but then here we get a parallel because um, Ferran tells Alan, much like Maxine has told Nadia, nobody can do anything for themselves. Like you, you know, Max had told Nadia, I'll help you. You have to ask for help. Like just Mm -hmm. ask for help and I'll be there. And so we learn that there's a parallel between those two characters in that way. Yes. Okay, so then, meanwhile, outside of Alan's building, because Nadia in her Columbo world has figured out exactly <laughs> where Alan lives and is she's waiting. Great. She's she's like, uh, like, I'm sorry, but it has to be said, like, just blowing him away. Like, her level of detective work, yes. she is so efficient. For someone who's not, like, as neat and as, like, structured as he is, she has figured out so much in this short amount of time, figured out so many things both in her life and now found Alan like queen, queen shit. Yeah, agreed, yep. agreed. So she's waiting outside and she meets um, Alan's neighbor who was going to watch the fish. <laughs> like, understandably, not trusting. Like, the neighbor is not trusting of Nadia. She's like, hey, how many not people have, have you murdered? Not need to give her the finger, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she asks a very fair question: How many people have you murdered? And she goes, zero. That's what a murderer would say. <laughs> Wouldn't a murderer say at least one? Like, no, not if they were going to murder me. They would uh, tell me they haven't yeah, murdered anybody. I yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was trying okay. to figure out what I would say. Like, if I was trying to convince somebody that I wasn't a murderer, like, what would I say? Like, but anyway, do I look like I murdered somebody? Ariel, how many people have you murdered? I mean, to be honest, none yet. Oh, damn it! Oh. <laughs> ah, run away! Did it work? Did it work? Yeah, come on in. Come on in. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So Nadia, like, is denied entry by by the neighbor. She waits outside. She sees Alan walking down the street. And Alan's, like, not wanting to do anything with this. But she's like, maybe we're the same person. Like, maybe, like, maybe this is, like, some sort of split of consciousness. And maybe we're the same person. So she takes her lighter and she holds it up to her palm. She's like, is this hurting you? Because it's hurting me. Is this hurting you? Because it's hurting me. It's so funny. Again, she's doing so much work. Within like two minutes of them meeting each other, she's like, let me try out this hypothesis. Are we the same person? <laughs> she's a doer. She's a doer. She's Columbo. He's just the whatever guy of the week. He's stuck on the railway track and she's like, she's off-roading it. You know? She's yeah, yeah. she's yes. God. Yeah, and she's like, you're the only lead I've got. So you can tell again, she's taking this like from a mystery solving perspective. Also, I don't know if trains can go off-road, but <laughs> 
it's I don't, a, it's I'm, a, not, I'm not it's an engineer. A Subaru. It's a Subaru train. Okay. It's a Subaru train. Uh, wait, is this where he calls her? Is this where he calls her a carcinogenic yes. siren? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, before uh, I met you, I was, you know, in control. I liked it. I had, the, and then you, you walked me down this path like some carcinogenic siren. And she's like, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> And Alan's like really upset because he's like, everything's gone off track. I've learned something I didn't want to know. You know, Beatrice, of my girlfriend of nine years has been cheating on me. And like, Nadia's like, whoa, okay. Like, this is a lot. You know, I know we just met, but none of this is on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Very John or very, uh, yeah, John of her, I guess, in an opposite way almost. Yeah. Yeah, come to my birthday party later if you want to, you know, hang out. From what I gather, we're in this together. And she leaves, which I thought was a great, you know, like give her a place or give him a place to meet her as opposed to her stalking him as she has done for most of this. Yeah, she's she's healthy enough to recognize that she can't help him unless he wants to be helped. So here is your opportunity to meet me if you want next right. time you die, whatever. Right. But before Alan can decide if he's going to this party or not, he's got some business to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's So we see that Mike is talking to a student and I just put in my notes, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He's blah, yeah. blah, blah, all over the place. Disgusting. This is, <laughs> like, this is not good. He's talking to a female student and he the line... He's like talking about stuff and he says like and that lays nicely on top of the counter narrative and I'm just oh, like oh, oh no, oh, please no. no stop uh romantically no. <laughs> so bad so this bad this is beyond disgusting <laughs> yeah. so Alan busts through the door and Mike's like who are you you don't know me like they have like a fight all this stuff and the student and co-worker are like what the heck is going on in the course of this whole thing um alan has broken the mirror and um we've like it comes becomes clear to mike that this is alan uh beatrice's boyfriend he's like oh you're alan and so alan's like what do you know about me i didn't, i just found out about you mm-hmm and Mike's like, she's unhappy, man. I'm just her excuse to leave. Which I thought was like, this is where I was like, okay, Mike, that was pretty awareny- awareness of you. Like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, I'll give you points on that. After you were being completely gross just two <laughs> seconds ago, I will give you like this one point yeah. for that. Yes, nothing worse than a self-aware, wise, <laughs> predatory professor. <laughs> right? Oh, God. It makes it worse. It makes it worse, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you should know better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, like they have this fight, and um, at the end of it, Alan leaves. But then, before the scene ends, Mike asks the student, "How's my face?" Because the mirror's gone, and I can't tell. <laughs> so first of all, it's in shards. You can use one yeah. of the shards. Second of all, so funny, like such a great. Again, after he spewed like such a wise thing and now to be like oh yeah how do i look like he's so superficial is there something to like alan not being able to look at himself in the mirror or like he's so quick to destroy the mirror here um Hmm. which you know whatever i just want to destroy your property i'm mad at you but like thematically i thought 
well, maybe there was something how does he look that. at himself in the mirror in his bathroom not well or not pleasantly <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> Uh, well, he you don't needs get the, the affirmations. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. He's like trying to convince himself that he is these positive things, but he clearly doesn't believe that when he looks in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Alan is not at the party at this point. He's out by the water where we had seen Nadia once with, with oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And he takes the ring out of the box and he just like chucks in the river because he's like, whatever, like, what is the point of this anymore? Um, And so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he'll go to the party. JK, just kidding. Uh, There's a down power line and there's a bunch of water. So, of course, he's going to get electrocuted. um, When Nadia drowns, she's holding oatmeal and then oatmeal disappears. Have we seen oatmeal since that moment? I don't think so, right? Oh, God, like maybe oatmeal got electrocuted? No, like things oh. disappear at the wa- like at things the disappear oh, disappear. Yeah. It's a pier. pier. It's a pier. Oh. But what about a dis? Yeah, and this is cl- this is the same like waterfront. <laughs> this is the same like waterfront prop uh, area as like where yep. she drowned. Um, so her air disappeared. You know, just a lot of things disappearing. It's a good note. <laughs> yep. I feel like the three of us all got figured out the disappear joke at different times without realizing that we were all acknowledge- figuring out the disappear joke there. That's what happened in our podcast uh, there. Oh, we're not going to edit this out. <clears throat> so because he was electrocuted, of course, we're back at the bathroom uh, starting. the. You know, I never thought I'd podcast about so many bathrooms, but I think in every show mm-hmm. that I've podcasted on, there's been a bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah it's a thing. Uh, after after party there were a lot of bathrooms so you know welcome bathrooms yeah mm-hmm. anyway so alan's back in his bathroom he starts his routine but this time he's like he's in a yellow shirt which i thought like that was different he picked a different shirt yep. yeah he, he, he chose a different shirt yeah yeah that's, that's what that's the that's the appropriate thing yeah and he like is unpacking but like throwing things around he's not putting things in its own spot and nope. um he looks and he opens the ring box expecting to see the ring but because he threw it away at the pier, it has disappeared. At least that's our theory at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even put that together. That he'd thrown it away. Yeah. Interesting. That's the whole disappeared. Yeah, that's the, the pier. The disappearing <laughs> at the pier. The, yes, the ring. The yes, oatmeal. that the ring literally disappeared at the pier. But like then for him and, to come back and, and oatmeal peered. Who we haven't then. seen since then. I have overnight oats every morning. So like they have not, they have not disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, but when's the last time you went to the pier? Did you have your oatmeal oats at the pier? Yeah. I've heard that. Yes. And that's not the only thing that's missing, though, because as the scene ends, as he goes out the door, he grabs his keys and we see in the fish tank, the fish is also gone. So this oh. is, like reminds me of the flowers dying situation that we saw with Nadia. So it seems to be all natural things, right? That's like flowers, the Mm. fish, oatmeal, perhaps, although we're not sure. Diamond comes from the earth, right? Like, I guess it's natural. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, blood diamonds and all that, unfortunately. Uh, Provided he bought a real diamond, yes. Yes. Mm. Oh, true. Ouch. Very ouch. But you're right. Uh, I think he would. It's weird that the fish is just gone and not like. Dead. dead agreed know? that's weird yeah yes because they were probably like we can't show like a like a fish like wilting and you know they got the flowers to act like they were wilting so that was that impressive. was chris pratt 
Yes. <laughs> the flowers. So then yeah. this was the fish is there. It's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's right. She's such so good that like you can't even see her. Yeah. Perfect. So well, we know there. something is up in the the space time continuum with things <laughs> disappearing and stuff like that. This <laughs> okay. Very quickly, right. let's do our let's, let's yes. do death oh, ray yes. Okay. So again, to, uh, to what's recap, the worst one? Let's go from the bo- let's go from the worst to the best. So we've hit the by worst, car, entertaining, like drowning, the least entertaining. Stairs, stairs carefully. Trap door, ambulance, freeze to death. Um, Elevator, electric shock. I think ambulance for me, ambulance is the worst because she's being like mansplained at and like yeah, accosted, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so she it's like very un it's very uh, nasty. That's fair. I agree with that. I think um, drowning was underwhelming. <laughs> oh, but it's the be- I think from like her then spewing up water. Oh, good. sure, sure. Uh, yeah, the true the water does save it. Uh, the car, it's the first one, but it's kind of like. Yeah, but it was yeah. the most surprising. Like it was well, bam! Like I jumped the big, the highest. I freeze mm. to death is kind of bad. Freeze. I would put. It's kind of. It's dark. I would put uh freeze. I would say. Oh God, his hit by is free. I would say freezing is worse than the hit by a car because at least the hit by a car was like mildly entertaining. The freeze to death is just like, oh God, this is horrible. Please never happen to me. Type yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. You said hit by car is worse than freeze to death. No, no, I said fr- I would say freeze is, is worse than hit than hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, where do we have the elevator? Um, she, well, we didn't see anything. Alan. Yeah, the first Alan, but yeah, we yeah. don't see anything. Yeah, which yeah, I'm grateful I mean, for. Thank the, you. We do get like the crazy spooky red lights, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's kind of middle middle tier. Uh. Trap uh, door. Ooh, I think trap door is funny that she keeps doing it, and it's yes. so easy to avoid that I think yes. it's hilarious. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, where's electric shock? Uh, Alan's electric shock. Um, I think it's low that... down for me. I think it's like above freeze to death. Like I think hit by a car was a bigger death than being electrocuted. A stairs careful is my easy number one. Yes, I think agreed. it's so funny. And yes, I think stairs all the stairs is oh, yes. easy number two. Okay, so to run it down, what do we got? Okay, uh, falling down the stairs carefully is number one. Then yeah. fall, just falling down the stairs repeatedly, number two. <laughs> falling down the trap door, number three. <laughs> falling in the elevator. We really like falling. Falling <laughs> in the elevator is number four. Being hit by a car, number five. Electric shock is six. Freezing to death is seven. Drowning, and then the ambulance. That's a good list. That sounds great. I and we'll add new that. things in as we go. Yes, and to be clear, I mean, we're going to treat like any, based on the list, we're gonna treat any any like Alan death the equally yeah. weighted as a Nadia death, just like the death in general. Yeah, yeah, they could be the same person. We don't know. Do we know real real quick? Because I couldn't figure out. Do we know like is the and it's pro- probably not worth speculating too much. But when they do, they always die at the same time. Like when they have, or, or do we have, wait on hold? Like I've, if if Nadia dies, then she has to wait on hold till he resurrects, think, and then they both resurrect. I think they explore that in. A, upcoming episodes Ooh, something i forgot i think that was like a whole like they do like a death comparison oh, just, 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 just say no more say no more <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank situation. you situation uh yeah so that's uh that's episodes three and four and our morbid death list <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a show about death i can't help it okay 
Yeah. Like, yeah. This like, us. We didn't do this. We didn't create this. Uh, hey, we're halfway through our season one recap. We are. That's, that's yeah. very exciting. That's very worth uh, worth celebrating. Halfway point. Um, yes. So we will be back. I mean, is there anything else that we need to say? I think that's. I mean, I, I would just things. say like one last time, if you'd like to share your death rankings with us, you can join us in the Patreon uh, discord. If you mm. go to patreon.com slash push recaps. Join us there. We'd love to hear your comparisons to our list and see how you how you feel about this death show. Yeah. Yes. And uh, please subscribe to the Binge Show Recaps feed, postshowrecaps.com slash binge for your RSS podcatcher needs. But we will be back with you tomorrow with episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six. You did it. Uh, two episodes at a time. We're getting there, folks. We're <laughs> almost there. Uh, so happy to have you here with us. If you made it this far, thank you as always. Pretty appreciate you. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.